0: Parenthood is a time of so much change for you and your baby. A little reliable information can go a long way towards making this new life a good life. I'm Jessica Rolfe, and this is My New Life, a Love Every podcast. While the science aligns on what's healthy for a baby's brain development, When it comes to how to care for our babies, there's a seemingly endless supply of competing perspectives. Parents are swimming in advice on sleep, feeding, and parenting philosophies. In this season of the podcast, we aim to provide a variety of curated perspectives so you can make informed choices for your family. As we wrap up this season of the podcast, we bring you our most downloaded episode to date. Get your baby talking with the Speech Sisters, which we originally recorded one year ago in September of 2021. Mama, Dada. Are there two more enchanting words? Some version of these words will likely make it into a child's vocabulary, but not always on our timeline. Language milestones are a hot topic. When should my baby be speaking? And how many words? So much is tied up in our ability to communicate with our little people. Our guests on the show today are familiar to many of you. Their specialty is helping parents to get their babies talking. Bridget Hillsberg and Brooke Dwyer are speech and language experts and the sisters behind the Speech Sisters. Welcome, Bridget and
1: Brooke. Hi, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here today.
0: So I want to get right into it. I've heard that the more a child is spoken to, the faster those early brain connections are formed. I don't think that parents realize how much impact they can have on their child's language development. So how much of it, let's really break this down, how much is nature versus nurture?
1: There are hundreds of thousands of studies out there to support the fact that parents have so much of an impact on their child's language development. Um, the more that you that a parent talks to their baby in the beginning, in the early, early days, uh, the, the greater their vocabulary skills when they get older. Um, Even
2: reading to your child early on can make such a difference um, with how your child processes language once they get into school. And, you know, it really, there's just so many things that prove that have supporting your child early on can make such a huge difference. I will say, though, every child is different. Um, so it's hard to say whether or not a child will just, you know, excel because their child, their, because their parent speaks to them. Um, obviously, there's a lot that comes into play with that. But no matter where your child is on their communication journey, speaking to your child and communicating with your child with the intent of building their language will set them up for success wherever they are meant to be in their developmental path.
0: That's so reassuring. Okay, I have to ask. I mean, you are the language pros, so what about your babies? Did they start talking early?
2: Yeah, very early. Yeah. yeah <laughs> all five, all five of them. Um, yep. and I think that's why <laughs> really we created our infant course because we, we just kept getting asked, like, how are your children speaking so early? It, it's just gotta be because you're speech pathologist and, and but, you must sit down and do speech therapy with them all day.
1: Right. And we were like, no, <laughs> no, we just talked to them. Yeah. But I, I can even think of some of my friends who would say, gosh, you're, you, the way you talk to your daughter, like the way you're talking to Riley, how do you know, how, how do you know to say those things? And I said, well, obviously, because I'm a speech therapist, but it is not that difficult. And really any parent can do that. They just need to know they need to be educated and they need the knowledge that they have that power.
2: Yeah. And it is more than just talking. You know, there's a lot of a lot of different things that come into play um, just more than just talking to your child. And I think that a lot of parents have the knowledge to talk to their child in order to build language. But it's, you know, how do you talk to them? What kind of voice do you use? What kind of tone do you repeat words? How many times should you say very long sentences or should you keep them short and sweet? And and that's kind of what we educate parents on because there is a specific way to speak to the child, your child um, to improve their
1: language development.
0: You, you talk about tip number one in your course is imitate. Can you flesh that out for us?
1: Yeah, imitating is so important and it actually goes both ways. So, before your child can imitate you, you need to start imitating your baby, okay? So, when your baby makes a sound, you want to make that sound back at them. If your baby starts to babble, babble back because then they will start to understand oh, I might do it again and then you'll do it again and this is really fun and we have this back and forth. Imitation is key. That reciprocity really sets them
2: up for success of what's to come with having conversations later, you know, down the road. If you start imitating your baby early on with those coos and those babbles and the baby's going Im- to immediately think, oh my gosh, this is so cool. My mom is copying me. I want to do that again. And they like that. You know, they they want to uh, see your reaction again. And like Brooke said, down the road, when you want your baby to imitate a word, if you're saying. Mama, then they might be a little bit more apt to understand that they then could repeat you or should repeat you.
0: I love it that you bring this up because I think sometimes we get confused and think that we shouldn't speak baby talk. So, what's the difference between baby talk and imitating?
1: That's a great question. So, baby talk, well, it has some negative connotations, but as long as you are talking using the correct grammar and sentence structure and word structure, then it is actually great and we recommend it. Another word for it is called parentese or motherese or infant-directed speech. It's sort of a sing-songy, exaggerated speaking style, and it grabs your baby's attention and your baby loves it. And he or she will pick up information and language more quickly because you will have their attention. And there are tons of research studies on this.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's a huge reason why we had five early communicators with with our own children. Um, and I find that whenever Brooke and I are around a baby, you know, a friend who has a baby, even now, the babies are like,
1: Boom. Yeah,
2: they're I drawn like this to this lady. Us. They're drawn to and, and we get a lot like why what are you a baby whisperer? No, we're just like parentese masters. And using that voice and saying, Hi, I see your eyes. And drawing out those words in that parentese sing song speaking style really grasps that baby's attention and it makes such a difference and they love it.
0: Yeah, it's research has proven that it makes a difference. It's so fascinating that what comes naturally to us to some of us, can really make an impact on a child's development.
2: Yeah. And I think, too, when you're using that speaking style, you grab their attention, but they're interested for a longer duration. So when you have their focus for a longer time, that's just leading to more language learning opportunities. They don't check out as quickly.
0: And you also have a tip, act it out. I love this tip. Can you elaborate on this a little bit?
1: Sure. So it is really important to use gestures when you are communicating with your baby. Gestures often usually come before words and you want your baby to see you gesturing and acting things out to add meaning to the words that you are teaching them. So for example... If you have a ball and it's a big ball, you want to show them that it's big. Open up your hands and say big because that is adding more meaning to that word.
2: Mm-hmm. And you can even, you know, make your voice big. It's big. And, you know, you really act it out. Yeah. Um, and, and like Brooke said, that does add meaning. And also showing objects as you talk about them. So, you know, if you're talking about a banana, like get that banana in hand and, Hold it right there. It's a banana. Look, I'm peeling the banana. You can you can act out actions as you're actually doing them, and it just helps the words click um, much more quickly than if you are saying it out of context. It's a little hard for them to connect the dots.
0: Yeah, and then there's look, listen, and label, which is very similar to what you're saying. So you see this object, you're acting it out. You're also labeling things and looking at things and demonstrating for them where your eyes are going and then saying the word. Do I have that
1: right? Yep, exactly. All those things are so important. So again, just really paying attention to what the baby or toddler is interested in and looking at and you want to add language and talk about what it is. It's also really important to like Bridget said before, it's the way that you're talking to them. So, you know, you're maybe using that parentese voice, but also Simplifying your language. So I think as parents, we hear like, talk to your baby, talk to your baby, talk to your baby. It's so important. And many parents go through and narrate their entire day. And that is wonderful. But if you're talking a mile a minute and using really big words, it's going to go over your baby's head.
2: Right. If you're not like showing the objects as you're talking about them, your child's just like, oh my gosh, I just hear a bunch of words coming at me.
1: And it's great to expose them to that language. Of course, we always say to talk and talk and narrate what you do, but at certain times, When you can, you want to slow down and simplify and really stress and emphasize certain words.
2: With my own, my youngest, Stella, um, who's now, she's just about to turn three, but when she was little and I would do this with her, I would talk with her in a simplified way, you know, using that parent ease voice. And every morning I would come down and get my coffee and we would go to the refrigerator and I would say, open, open the door. And then I would say, here's the milk, pour the milk pour the milk and repeat it. And then I would touch the cup and I would say, oh, hot. And I would say by like eight months old, she was trying to go hot, hot like touching, pretending to touch the coffee and say hot with me. It just sticks. And, and it's just that way. If you're doing it in a slow, simplified manner, they really pick up on it, especially showing those objects as you walk through it.
0: I mean, they're learning a new language. You know, when you think about it, we kind of think so much of language acquisition is innate and they'll just pick it up. But I love your approach because you really get into the mind of the baby and help them scaffold that learning. So I love all these tips. They're so helpful. Do you ever wonder how your child's development is tracking or ways you can help it along? What is the right amount of stimulation? And what are the best ways to play? We are here to help you make the most of your time together. Love Every is a complete system of activities, toys, and information that comes at just the right time so you can feel confident you are giving your child the very best start. What constitutes saying a first word versus babbling. So what about like buh for ball or, you know, bath? If you know what they mean when they say it, does that count as a word?
2: If your child is using, it doesn't have to be perfect. So let's say they're saying buh for, and they're looking at a ball. Um, As long as your child is using that word or a word approximation consistently, intentionally and independently, then yes, you can count it as a word. Um, but if they're just kind of saying like, bah, for everything, and and there seems to be no meaning behind it, then it seems to be more of a babble at that point.
0: And I think oftentimes we kind of get worried about these language milestones. So by one-ish, how much should a child be talking? When should we, What are, what's typical and when should we worry?
1: So by one or 12 months, we like to see babies have at least one to two words. That would be the milestone and again, the milestone it's important for parents to realize is what 90 percent of babies or toddlers can do by a certain age. so it really is the majority of of what children are doing at that age. so that's why milestones are so important um, different than averages you know at one to two I'm sorry at 12 months. The average might be closer to like three to five words. But for a milestone, we really want to hear those first words emerge by 12 months.
2: Yeah. And then that, that, changes. You know, as the child reaches 18 months, that milestone, so again, indicating what most or the majority of children can do at that age group is around 10 words, but the average is sometimes a little closer to like 50. And then that gap gets even bigger as they reach 24 months old, and the milestone being 50 words, but the average being like even anywhere between 200 and 300 words. So that gap does get bigger. And I think the one thing that we have kind of created and coined as Speech Sisters is that there isn't an exact number. We Call it the expected range because there truly is a range in which a child can be typically developing, and um, parents, you know, need not be concerned if their child is falling um, anywhere really in that range. Of course, if your child's falling like closer to the milestone or even a little below, we always encourage parents to still try to build their child's language. Um, There's no harm in trying to expose your child to some of those strategies. But um, if your child's meeting those milestones, then, you know, you can have a little more peace of mind. And if your child's not meeting milestones, then we always urge parents to reach out to their child's pediatrician, as well as a certified speech language pathologist, just because early intervention is so crucial. And starting therapy or intervention early on, or at least parent education early on can just make such a huge difference, um, not only in immediately, but in the long term as well.
0: And you've, you know, seen so many children go through, you know, your services, you know, one-to-one as, as speech pathologists and therapists, um, and then through testimonies for your courses. Can you talk to me? Tell me a couple of these vivid stories about parents whose children got intervention and got services from you, and you saw a, a real change.
2: You know, it's funny. It's funny that you bring this up, because it, I... Yesterday was dropping my son off at kindergarten. And I bumped into one of my client's mothers, who I have not seen in about two years. I was seeing her son right around the time COVID hit. I had been working with him for about a year, and he at the time was approaching three and he was nonverbal. And we were starting to explore using you know, an uh, AAC device, which is an augmentative communication device to help him get his needs and wants across. And then COVID hit, and and parents were kind of like, you know, we might wait a little bit, but in the meantime, um, she continued to implement all of those strategies to help build his language at home. So everything we had done in therapy in the last year, everything that we discussed and encompassed in our, you know, time to talk course, all of that, um, and she continued to do it. And when I saw her yesterday, I pulled my car over, and I was like. Oh my gosh, you know, how is he doing? And she just burst out in tears and she's like, he is doing so well. He is speaking in sentences. And I just, I felt so fulfilled and so amazing and so proud. And it just shows parents, like, I I think I immediately like recorded a story just because I'm like, parents need to know this because it can be so scary when your child is not meeting communication milestones But it's so important that parents know that things do change over time and it takes time. It does take time. It's not something that happens overnight, but with dedication and effort, things really, really, really can improve. Um, And I think that parents just need to be empowered and, you know, kind of not lose the faith in, in how much can really change within, you know, a year or a few years or even a handful of years.
0: It's so encouraging to hear. And I remember a friend had um, her children were a little bit delayed in language and her children watched some programming, some kind of DVDs or something. Does screen help? Can, can you learn language through screens?
1: This, uh. is, <laughs> this is a hot topic uh, right. and a, a debated topic. Mm. Uh, we feel that screens can be helpful. When used the right way. And I think that is- And at the
2: right age. Yes. You know, you don't want to start screens too early. Uh, we always try to follow the recommendations by the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics,
1: which says to, to not really, you know, start much before age two uh 18 months. Oh, 18 months.
2: With yeah. the exception of FaceTime
1: actually. Um
2: because they're showing that FaceTime really actually can be beneficial to helping build a child's socialization or even language skills if the communication partner on the other end of the, you know, phone or um, Zoom or whatever, it's speaking with the child. with the intent of building their language. Um, We actually just did a little workshop on this called Solving Screen Time Struggles, and just kind of debriefed parents on what the guidelines are. And I think that many parents get so confused because the guidelines tell them to co-view. They'll say, co-view with your child. And we put a poll out there on our stories, and we're like, does anyone know what co-view means? And everyone's like, Nope. (laughs) Does anyone know how to co-view? Nope. So really to co-view with your child means to sit there and help build understanding of what they are watching and observing on the screen, whether it be an app or a television show. And a parent really can help build a child's language if the child's at the appropriate age and a parent is sitting there and kind of walking the child through what they're seeing. Um, And there are a lot of ways that you can build language. And and I did this with my own daughter. And we actually, I think, have a a story highlight button. It might be labeled TV. Um, And it's me walking through maybe like a Coco Melon or a Super Simple Songs with Stella on YouTube and showing parents how she literally starts talking because... Because she's so motivated by this, but I'm clearly co-viewing with her um, in an appropriate way,
0: right? Yeah, it's. I always felt like the co-viewing. I was like, might as well just read them a book. If I have to sit here with them, I'd rather be engaging with them directly than sitting together watching, you know, a program that is not so interesting to me. Exactly. Exactly. So I found those. Those recommendations kind of tricky and maybe a little bit unrealistic um, at the eighteen months. But so then, as a child gets older, h- how much of this should be parent intervention and parent changing behaviors and and talking differently to their child and helping to scaffold their language versus, you know again, these implements, like a screen or some other service that might help language development? Let's say we're talking about a toddler over two.
1: You know, it it depends a lot on the child's interest level. If if a child is willing to sit with their, you know, the parent and and get the information and learn through their parent, that is by far the best. Face-to-face interactions are will supersede any screen any day. Mm -hmm. Um, if a child is highly motivated by, let's just say, a learning app, if if the parent is able to sit there and do it with the child then that can be helpful as well not not as
2: definitely not as helpful um as that you know real life interaction it's just it never will be but um and I think too like we always like to tell parents that a lot of language learning can happen during the things you're already doing. Like you don't have to sit down and be like, okay, it's speech therapy app time. You can build your child's language while you are dressing them, which you do every single day, or while you are feeding them, which you do multiple times a day. That's kind of where the meat and potatoes comes into building your child's language because you are it's all the things that you're already doing. So that's that's where our mission comes in and, and kind of why we do what we do, because we're busy moms and we're like people like we said earlier, are like, how did you get your little one speaking so early? You guys must do speech therapy all day. And we're like, Haha, we're running two companies. <laughs> we do speech sisters. We have a private practice still. Five kids total. No, no, no. We're no. not doing speech therapy with them. We're just building their language as we move through you know life quickly like every mom does.
0: So anything that we have missed that you want to share with listeners?
2: I think the takeaway is we always say parents have the power to make such a amazing impact. And we just kind of want to scream that from the rooftops because I think so many times, you know, running our private practice, we would go into a home and a child, you know, maybe late to talk or not meeting milestones. And parents are, you know, they're worried, like we were talking about before, and it can be concerning and they have so much anxiety around it. And a speech therapist comes on board and we would walk in and it's like, here you go. Like, take my child. You got this. And it's like, oh, we, we're going to do this together. Like we are going to do this together because you are with your child the most. And, you know, if you think about a pie chart and you think about the time you spend with your child or a parent or a caregiver spends with the child versus the time a child would be, let's say, in speech therapy, which is going to be a tiny little sliver of that pie. If a, Child is getting the language during all that time the parents with them, then they're going to make so much more progress than if the language strategies are only being implemented, let's say, when a speech therapist is there. So, parents have the power, and we just want to empower parents and let them know that they can do it.
0: That is so great. Well, it's been wonderful having you two here. Thank you so much for your time and the service that you provide to families.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you.
0: Find the Speech Sisters on Instagram at Speech Sisters and online at SpeechSisters.com. For more tips on communicating with your baby and toddler, visit our blog at LoveEvery.com. You've been listening to My New Life. If you think this episode might be helpful to a fellow parent, please share. And if you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed in today's show, head over to LoveEvery.com. That's L O V E V. E-R Y I'm Jessica Rolf. Thanks for listening.